Welcome to the Striking Oil Podcast, giving you Edmonton Oilers opinions and analysis from a fan-turned-journalist. I'm your host, Caleb Kearney. I'm an Edmontonian born and mostly raised right here in Alberta. By day, I am a carpenter, and by night, I am the site editor of the Edmonton Oilers team site over at the Hockey News website. What a week of hockey. Hey, how are uh, how are Oilers fans feeling right now? Are you worried yet? Are you worried about the scoring, the defense, goaltending? Are you worried about all of it? Are you concerned about a two-game losing streak? I think Zach Hyman said it best in his post-game comments when he said, if this two game losing streak happened at any other point in the season, nobody would bat an eye, but because it's how they're starting off this 2023-24 season, everybody's in a tizzy. Everybody's in a tizzy. So let's just pump the brakes. It's two games. They've lost two games in a row many times before. Fans haven't freaked out like this. Okay, so what I'm going to go over today, one, I'm going to kind of do a quick, my sort of quick uh, antithesis of what these past two games were, what I saw from the team. Uh, I was at the game last night. I'm recording this Sunday. I was at the game last night at Rogers Place, and I'll give sort of my uh bird's eye perspective, if you will, of what I saw in the rink last night. Uh, I'm going to talk about Broberg. Broberg impressed me, and I think he should have played a lot more than he did. So I'll get to more of that later, and then I'll wrap up with some goalie talk. It seems like whenever we talk Oilers, we always got to talk about goalies. So I'm going to talk about Skinner. I'm going to talk about Campbell. And I'll try to answer the question on whether or not there's a goalie problem. Is there a goalie problem? And can we say that after two games? People who know me may know my answer. People who don't, well, listen and find out. Now, the Oilers' first two games. They play back-to-back games, not back-to-back, home-and-home with Vancouver. First in Vancouver on Wednesday, and then last night at Rogers Place in Edmonton. And it was a tale of two teams for me, okay? In game one, there was minimal effort. There wasn't a lot of battle or spirit to their game, uh, which was Obviously, a big concern uh, to the coaching staff, to the other players. Just very surprised that they would come out of the gate like that, especially out of you know a long preseason and training camp. They were the first team to really have everybody at captain's gates before training camp even started. So that's kind of a big deal. And then to come out in game one with the effort that they had was a huge red flag for a lot of people. Now... Not as much a red flag for me because it's one game. Okay. I've been paying attention to the Oilers for many, many years. 
Okay. I remember the days, George, George LaRock, Ryan Smith. And I also remember the days of Linus Omark, um, Jordan Eberlay. Um, what was that one guy's name? I can't remember. Defenseman Mark. Hoy, what was his name? That's going to bug me. I'm going to see if I can remember that before the end of this episode. If not, I'm going to need somebody to let me know in the comments. It's not Mark Pissick. I know that. It's not Mark Stewart. I know that. Mark. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But what does matter is what happened in game two. Now, game two was a completely different team, in my opinion. They had an enormous effort. They played for 60 minutes. They outshot their opponent 41 to 16. Okay. They had something like 80 plus shot attempts. Okay. They should have won that game. They should have won that game. Now, a couple things to know on the defensive side of things. They lost the game 4 1. Okay. Very close game. I was there. It was very back and forth. Vancouver is an extremely hardworking team. That is the one props I will give to Rick Tockett and his coaching staff over there and the personnel they have. All the players, they know how to play a very hard and fast game. And that's what they gave to the Oilers. And that is exactly the kind of test that the Oilers need because the Oilers have this really weird thing of playing down to their opponents who are lower than them. And what they just need to do is just come in and take care of business. That's just as simple as it is. Just keep it to that. Keep it simple and just go with it. Okay. That's what they need to do. That's what they need to focus on and just work, just work. They can do the flashy stuff, the flashy offensive stuff, but just go to work, just go to work, shut them down. Don't give them time and space, shut them down and just attack offensively like they like to do, you know, dry sidles line, typically a lot of zone time and cycling Dishing the puck around. Okay. And then of course you have McDavid's line. Typically, typically a lot of rush chances. Um, most of those leading to goals because it's Connor. And so the effort was there, but if the four goals that the Canucks scored, two were tippins and one was a two on O break on Stuart Skinner. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't really blame Skinner for those three goals. Maybe the 2 on 0 maybe. Could he have played it differently? Sure. But you can't blame him for those tip-ins. So that's two of the four goals that could have gone the other way. They could have, they could have gotten tipped away from the net. And if that happens, then we're talking about a 3-2 win instead of a 4-3 loss. So there's... There's things to take into consideration with this loss. Now, all that being said, the players know that they are not playing good enough. 
the coaching staff knows that everybody is not playing good enough. Everybody knows that. They don't need the fans and the media to harp on them and tell them they need to be better. Because guess what? They're their own worst critics. They're harder on themselves than we are on them. So just chill the frick out, man. It's hockey. Let's enjoy watching it instead of being nitpicky and cranky about responses that we get from them. Oh, they should have said this in their post-game comments. Who cares? Who cares? They shouldn't say what you want them to say. Now, I won't, I won't reveal any names. But there's somebody specifically that I'm talking to in Oilers media who said something that I was just like, really? Like, is that really necessary? I didn't say that to him because it was like midnight when I heard this and I could see that he was like falling asleep standing there. So I just kind of let him go along his way. So that's, that's these two games. Okay. Two losses. Brush them off. Better effort in the second one. Now, Ekholm and Woodcroft both said, on most nights, if you give that kind of effort, you win that game. 100%. So let's see more of that effort. Let's see more of that. And let's take it from there. Okay? So that's that's kind of how I feel about the first two games. It is what it is, but here we go. Now, Broberg. What I want to see in the next several games is more Broberg. I'm like Christopher Walken with his cowbells. Give me more cowbell. I need more Broberg, okay? Because what I saw from this guy, first of all, with warm-ups, he was the second last skater to hit the dressing room. The last one was Evander Kane. They were both out there, just the two of them, for like two, three minutes after everybody else had gone back to the dressing room. They were, whatever, getting themselves hiked up, psyched, psyched up with whatever they do. And Broberg and Evander Kane are out there, still taking shots on the net, still skating around, still doing stuff with the puck. I saw Broberg practicing a lot of shots off the boards. Right, getting a sense of how things are bouncing off the boards for when he needs to, when he's getting pressured and he needs to get the puck out. Well, you know, I know this spot over here on the boards, it kind of bounces like this. And that's kind of what I'm looking for right now. So I'm just going to hit it out that way. He's a smart kid. He's a really smart kid. And he's not going to fully prove himself unless, until he is given the opportunity. So far in two games, first game, he played just over 16 minutes. Last game, he just played over 13 minutes. That's not good enough. That's absolutely not good enough. That's not enough ice time. He needs more ice time. It's that simple. If he's on the third pair, make sure he plays at least 15 minutes a night. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're setting him up to trade him. And then you're not getting full value because you're only playing him 13 minutes a night. It's, it's, 
frustrating. Personally, I think it's frustrating. It's frustrating for me watching these games, knowing what Broberg's capable of, and he looked really solid. He made great reads, made great defensive plays. He wasn't really caught out of position, but when the Oilers were pinching, he got the short end of the bench, which involved riding pine for a lot of the third. It sucks because I think they just need to put him out there. Give him a shot. So hopefully there's a game they have in the near future. Maybe they're up by several goals and they can play him a little bit more, kind of rest the top guys a little bit so that he can just get more ice. He needs more ice time. 13 minutes is not good enough. 16 minutes, that's better. That's better. I can live with that. If he had seven or eight games straight of like 16 minutes, that'd be okay. Because then he can actually prove himself with 16 minutes. You can't prove yourself with 12, 13 minutes. That's bonkers. Ah, get a little, little lemon ginger tea. Really good for the throat. My throat's just been doing weird things. So just get a little bit of uh, lemon and ginger seems to help it all a little bit. So, hey, why not? Now, the last, last topic, which everybody's fired up about this right now, at least as far as what I'm seeing on Twitter and Facebook, all that sort of thing. Do the Oilers need a new goalie? Okay. I had a piece come out earlier today. Do the Oilers need a new goalie coach? Okay. I took a look at all the goalies that have played 20 plus games under Dustin Schwartz as the goalie coach. He came in November 2014. So that would have been the 2014, 2015 season. And there's eight goalies who have had a 910 save percentage or higher. Cam Talbot, Miko Koskinen, um, Stuart Skinner, Mike Smith. That's only four. Maybe it was only four. Right. There was four who had over a 910, and there was only eight who had played 20-plus games. Okay. So you also had Victor Fast in there, and then you had Ben Scrivens, Anders Nilsson, and Jack Campbell. There we go. There's the eight. Talbot was fantastic. In his first three or four years, he was fantastic. He was at least 9.10. He's like 9.16, 9.17. And funnily enough, league average, safe percentage, and goals against average has gone... Safe percentage has gone down, and goals against average has gone up. In the span of time that Dustin Schwartz has been the goaltending coach for the Oilers. Last year, league average was like 902 safe percentage and like 280-something goals against average or 29-something, something bonkers like that. I really like saying bonkers today, in case you don't notice. So, we're two games into the year. Do the Oilers need a new goalie? No, they don't. They have two fantastic goalies, okay? What they need 
is to get into a rhythm. They need the whole team to just kind of sync up. And they only need one of these guys to start playing well. As far as I'm concerned, Skinner had a pretty good game last night. I'm glad they kept him in for the full game. 16 shots against. Yes, he didn't get challenged, you could say. But two goals against were tip and one 2-0 he got scored on. Okay, it is what it is. So Skinner, Calder finalist last year. Okay, that hasn't just gone away. He has the skill, he has the capability, he has the age. Okay, he's still a young guy. Let's give him some time. Okay, Campbell, he's a career 9-10 save percentage, 2.74 goals against average. Okay, that's his career average. After this past season of like an 8.88 save percentage, and a 3.41 goals against, I think it was. Something like that. So let's just all breathe in, breathe out. If you're into the extracurriculars, take a puff or two and just settle down. It's two games. Okay. If these were any two other games during the stretch of the season, like I said, you wouldn't bat an eye. It'd be like, okay, two-game losing streak. Let's hope they break it the next game. That would be the attitude. It'd be like, let's just hope they break it next game. Okay? But the fact that the opening game of the season was an 8-1 blowout, and the follow-up was a 4-3 loss, everybody's like, we need new goalies. We need a goalie. That's all the comments that I saw on my article was we don't need a goalie new goalie coach we need new goalies or there are people who agree with like yeah we need a new goalie coach blah 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 just give it time okay i haven't looked into the history of the oilers and if there is any other times when they started 2 and 0 or sorry 0 and 2 but I'm guessing this isn't the first time. It is what it is. And what's the difference between them winning the home opener and then going on a two-game losing streak? Nothing. Except they won the first game. So then you're in a good mood to start the season off the first game. What about the other, you know, 16 teams? Or I guess 15 if I want to do math properly, the other 15 teams who lost their first game. Do you think everybody on those teams was completely losing their minds? Probably not. So let's take a collective breath in, a collective exhale out, and let's look forward to Tuesday's game against Nashville in Nashville. So, that will wrap up our episode today. If you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review wherever they let you do that sort of thing. You can follow me on Twitter at Writer. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at StrikingOilPod. You can go to the Hockey News website or the page that I run at thehockeynews.com slash NHL slash Edmonton dash 
spoilers to read all the latest articles for me. News, analysis, game day stuff. It's all right there. Go check it out. It's fantastic. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer. We're on Spotify, Amazon. It is on Google on Google Play, Google Play, Google Podcasts. But I've noticed some issues with Google and Google Podcasts is kind of going away, which is kind of upsetting because that's where I personally listen. Whenever I listen to podcasts, I listen on Google Podcasts because it's free and I don't want to spend money. So we'll see what happens with that. You can like this video on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can leave a comment as well. You can tell me what you think about everything that I talked about in this episode. If you disagree, if you agree, are you panicked? Are you calm? Are you like everybody else? Like we need to burn it all down. Let me know in the comments and the links for everything that I have mentioned above will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. I'll see you next time.